Okay, good evening, Rabbi Sai. Tonight's Navi Shir is sponsored by Yehuda Feder in appreciation for all those that helped and went out of their comfort zone to make the campaign a success. We can still reach our goal. I think it should also be a schuss for the one who is at the top of the leaderboard named Yehuda Feder. And Yerotzen, Akalish Bachish, Sam Brach, and Atzlacha to all those that helped out in expanding Amikta Shma'at and making it to a Mokim Bakavadik for the Schoshvat Sieber. The Schuss HaLoyim should also be a Schuss for Shalem for Miriam Beil, Basacham, Sashachal Yisrael. So we're up to Perik Chavches. I'm sorry, I, I, I skipped ahead, I apologize. We're up to Perik Chavzayim. Chavzayim is short, as Hashem will also get to Chavches, as I had my marker there. But we're up to Perik Chavzayim. And what we saw last week was the story of Shaul's second near-death experience at the hands of Zavad HaMelech, not the Melech yet, but the Zifim once again tattle, go running to Shaul to tell him that David is hiding near them. Shaul comes back. Once again, David, with tremendous Hashkoch protest in a way that's so obvious, you know, Kaddish Baruch who causes an entire army to fall asleep, and uh, maybe it was right after Purim, so that's why everyone was sleepy, but it doesn't say that. So the entire army falls asleep, and David's able to sneak his way all the way into the most inner circle. The whole camp was designed, outer circles and inner circles, and right in the middle where the Melech was sleeping, David sneaks all the way in, and he manages to make off with the king's spear in war battle. He walked distance away, went up on a hill, and called out to Avner and to the rest of the camp, and Shaul wakes up and realizes that David once again could have killed him and didn't. And David, Shaul admits that David, he says, Chotasi, David, you're the one who is the tzaddik, and it's me who's doing ra. And he begs David to come back. Lamaisa, David realizes at this point that it's never going to happen. Shaul, whatever he says now, unfortunately, the time's going to come when he once again slips back into this mode. He's going to try to kill David again. And David realizes he has to do something drastic. So we're going to pick up the beginning of Perak Zayin is David's conversation to himself, David's inner thought process, and his next move that he makes based on everything that's been happening. The way things are going, I was already miraculously saved too many times by Kodesh Baruch Hu. I can't keep counting on an ace, which is a pella, because really David should be allowed to count on an ace because HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him he's going to be king. Well, Amaisa, this was the Anivis of David, the Chidah points this out. He says that this is the Anov of David, and he kept saying, you know, to, to get constant Nisim, you have to be on a high madrega. Who knows from Zeichet to these constant Nisim? And therefore he says, one day Shaul's going to catch up with me. And SVM Echabiad Shaul, Ainli Toiv Ki Moleti Moletal Eretz Pelishin. There's no good option left for me except to run away outside Eretz Israel to the land of the Pelishin. Vinoyash me many Shaul of Akshayin. Shaul will give up on trying to catch me. Oi, Bechol Gvul Yisrael. And, you know, till now, anywhere in Eretz Israel, he's trying to catch me. And he'll give up on trying to capture me because I'll be out of Eretz Israel. The Nimlatati Miyodi. And I'll be saved from his hands. And it's not just because, you know, there's several cheshboinus here. The Malvin and others point out to him leaving Eretz Yisrael. You know, obviously there's the most basic one is that by leaving the country, he leaves the jurisdiction of Shoal, and Shoal no longer has power over him, and Shoal's not exactly about to declare war in the Philistine to chase down David. But more than that, he figures that by leaving Eretz Yisrael, Shoal will feel less threatened. A lot of the threat, you know, you have this, you know, 
rival to the throne with his little midi army running around your own country. You know, that's, that's the guerrilla warfare. When the guerrillas move over the border into the next country, it's a little, you know, it's not, you don't feel the same level of pressure. You're not going to have constantly new recruits joining because he's living by the Plishtim. Jews don't, you know, just pick up and head over to the land of the Plishtim on a regular basis. And therefore, Shaul felt, David felt that the only safe option for him is move to the land of the Plishtim. There, Shoal, first of all, can't reach him. Shoal's not going to feel the need to reach him. And therefore, he'll be safe. <clears throat> now, <laughs> there's only one problem. It's full Plishtim there. It's Plishtim. We know that David is the one that's the, the number one enemy of the Plishtim. He tried this once before, right? He ran off when he was running away that day after the day in Naive. He went running off to Achish Melchgas and uh, he, he arrives and he almost gets killed and he has to pretend to be a sugar just to escape and we have the, you know, we say every Shabbos we say, you know, um, we say the Mizma the David said, so uh, it's, it sounds like a very risky business, how's it going back to the land of Pushtun? So the Territz is that the situation had changed considerably since then. At that point, Achimelech, the Kohen Gadol, still had no idea that David was a, you know, not on good terms with the king. And if, you know, the, the Kohen Gadol doesn't know, definitely the Pelishti, you know, king has no idea what's going on inside the Jewish uh, court to realize that there's this uh, inner split and David is not just a general, so why should he not want to kill him? That's number one. So back then, they looked at him as a member of the, you know, high-ranking general in Shaul's army. Of course he wants to kill him. Now, it's already, by this point, you know, must have made it to all the papers. Everyone knew that David and Shaul had a major split. Shaul's trying to kill David. This is well known to the entire country. And by now, even the Plishtim heard about this. And therefore, you know, you, when you come as the rebels, then already the Plishtim much more interested in you. are the rebel fighting against the, against the local government. You know, that's you look in Africa. It's always been, you know, the rebels, they go to the next their country with their enemies, and you can go and uh, get refuge over there. And, and not only that, but all the Mepharshim say over here, the Radak and the Malbim, they point out that, 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 that David actually sent messengers. He sent messengers to Achish, and he laid the groundwork. He said, listen, I want to join up with you. I want to make a peace treaty with you. you know, I'm going to fight with Shoal. I'm coming with 600 men. That's another Nakuda. He's not just coming empty-handed. He's coming with a small army. And, uh, you know, that sounds very, very, very exciting to the Pelishtim to get number one general of the Jews wants to come over and join the Pelishti side. That's the talk about a high-level defector. You know, you had the, the, during this, the Cold War, you had the, you know the big. This is the highest-level defector you could get. You're getting the you know commander in chief of the Jewish army wants to join. This is great news. So, Vayokim David Vayaver Hu Veshesh Isha Him together with the six hundred men, El Achish Ben Mo'ich Melech Gas, and they go to Achish, the king of Gas. I rather did see one Mefayish who says that. It points out Achish ben Moich to tell you it's a different Achish than the last Achish. It's a little bit far-fetched. It's so, you know, right, another Achish right after the other Achish, as we're talking about within a very short time span. So, I'll call upon him, David goes to Achish Melagas, Vayeshev David im Achish Begas, and David with the 600 men are all living in Gas, Huva Anashiv, Ishu Beisai, there's a lot of people, 600 men, you know, that's 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 a that's a very very large shul. Six hundred men together with their wives and their kids. David Ushtenashim. David had two wives. Achinoyim as Elis. Ravi Gael Eishes Novel Akarmeli. And they uh, they all move into the capital city of the Pelishtim. You know, must have been a large job to house all these people. 
So I'll call upon him. David's now living in Gas. Now, how long he hangs out in the capital city, we'll see, is not a very long time. David Gas, and the Maisa David's plan works because Shaul hears that David ran off to Gas. And uh, Shaul doesn't ever try again. That's it. There's no more attempts on Shaul's behalf to catch David. He realizes that David is beyond his reach. He moves on. Now, David is sitting over there in the capital city. He can't really do very much in the capital city because uh, he's under the watchful eye of Achish, who probably was somewhat suspicious and therefore wanted him close at hand where he had his armies. And David didn't like it so much. So David, after having won the confidence of Achish, so he turns to him and he tells him, David you know, right here, I'm a major burden. This is a major burden on all your taxpayers after support all these refugees. It's a lot of money, right? You know, in New York City, they're making big, uh, big machaz about this. So give me my own little village somewhere, the Eishasham, and I'll live over there, and I can be self-supporting. Why should I be together with you in the capital city? So Achish likes the idea. So he gives, Achish gives David the city of Tziklag. Now the city of Tziklag was originally belonged to Yehuda. It was one of the areas that Yehuda captured when they conquered Eretz Yisrael. But since then the Pelishtim had overran Tziklag. And it was now given back to David. And because David received it as a present from Achish, and from there on, Tziklag was a royal city. It was in the possession of the kings of Malchai Yehuda was always a city that belonged to Malchai Yehuda. Now, later on, this became part of the territory of Yehuda. At this point, it was under the control of the Pelishtim, but for, from here on ever, this was now a royal city. Where is this today? Yeah, I don't know. I have to speak to the tour guides. If they find it, they'll make it up. So, you know, they'll, they'll... <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice, nice tourist. Now, Vayihi Yoshev David, Bistei Pelishtim, Yomim v'arbochadoshim. David spent in the state plishtim yomim v'arbochadoshim. Now, literal taich is two days and four months. Now, on the one hand, that seems like a very strange way of talking. You don't say two days and four months. You'd say four months and two days. And based on this, and based on other places in Tanakh, the most pashat pshat over here is to learn yomim means, if you look at my carolins, that way yomim hushan it means a year. This is a way of referring to a year as Yomim. So the most Pasha shot over here would be to say that he was there for a year and four months. The problem with that is it doesn't work out with the timeline. And now there is a version, the Radak brings down a version of the Targum that actually says that it was, he was there for a year and four months of Targum Yainism. That's not the version we have. The version we have is Vahavaminyan Yemaya Diasa David. Two days and four months. Now, there's, you see over here, and if you have, I don't know, you, you'll, the, Mandy, the only one who has it, but Idan Idan is, is, is a, it refers to an entire year. The, the Redak brings this Nusach, but we'll see that there's a good reason not to want to learn that it means a year and four months. Why? So it's like Trashi. This doesn't work out, because Miet Yom Shnaim, the smallest amount, we say days, is two. Don't learn it means a year like it would make, mean otherwise. Because David 
didn't Shmei Shmuel. David didn't go until this is already some time after Shmuel died. Because right, we know first we had the story of Abigail, which was by the Misa Shmuel. Then we had him being caught. So even if that all took place over the course of two weeks, you know, it's already after Misa Shmuel. Vishol loy molach acher Misa Shmuel el arba chadashim. Shol's entire malucha was only another four months. K'moish shaninu b'seider elam. Like we learned say seider elam. Now seider elam, this is a b'raisa. Now maybe you could argue with the b'raisa. But there's another way of cheshering this. V'gam miminyin shneisa shol eli. The Eshem Shana Shayoram Bakiris Yirein. The Aaron is in captivity for a while. We know the years of Eli. And then we know when it tells us that David brought the Aaron to Yushalayim. And it tells us the entire amount of time from when the Aaron was captured, which is the end of Eli's life. You know, Eli died in that day. Until the Aaron was brought to Yushalayim, there's just simply not enough years for this to refer to a whole year. Shishim Shana, Tzemein Chamishim Vishnayim Shal Shmuel. Shmuel is 52 years. Vishana Achas, Liburoi, Im Arba Chadashim Alalu. Vishev Vishanam Shemol Dov Bechevron. We'll see David spend seven years as a king only over Yehuda in Chevron. Kaidim Shevis Arma Kirsireim. Nimsa Shleimol Shol Achim Yisra Shmuel Yosim Arba Chadashim. So if you do the math just based on what the numbers of Sukkim tell us, you do not have enough time over here for more than four months. So, therefore, Rashi says, and all the other Mepharshim understand, except for the Mepharshim Pshat, uh, really, even the Mepharshim, the Radak over here, doesn't go with the simple Pshat, and because it doesn't add up into our timeline, and just based on the numbers in Tanakh. So, what was the Cheshvin over here? Why does it say, Yomim Ve'arba Chadashim, right? So, everyone's saying, two days and four months. It's a very weird way to talk. So, the Malbim says, Geshemak Pshat. The Malbim says, Yomim, because it's two different places that he was in the Plishtim. First he was in the capital city, and then he was in his own little village of Tziklag. So in Gas, Yashiv Yom Machadim, he was there for a few days in Gas, and then he already told, Oh, this is not a good plan. Your people can get fed up of feeding us. So with Siklog, Yashiv, Arba Chadashim. And Siklog, he was there for four months. Valkain Hiktib Yom Chadashim. And that's why this strange, out of order, putting the days before the months. So David's here for a grand total of four months. Now, what does David do? How does he support himself? Once he's off the welfare roll of Achish, he has to have a way to support himself. So David has a very good plan. David, don't forget, is always out to help Kali Yisrael, even when uh, it might not be the most helpful for him. Plus, over here, he needs a way to feed all his men. So, Vayal David Vanoshev, Vayifshitu El HaGeshuri, Vahagizri, Vahamoleki. There was various marauding tribes that lived on, in the borderlands between the Pelishtim and Klal Yisrael, and they were constantly making tzaras to Klal Yisrael. Some of these were from the original Shiva Amamin, that there was a mitzvah, a called Neshama, to kill them. And David took advantage, helping Klal Yisrael by getting rid of these people who the Torah tells us are going to be with Sinim Bein Echa, and Amalekim, we know for sure, is a mitzvah to destroy. These are the people that always inhabitants of Israel long before Klal Yisrael came, so David would go and attack these people. Now David was doing something very, very daring. David, he didn't want Achish to realize what he's doing. He wants Achish to think that he's actually going out on daily raids against the Jews. So what does he do? 
So he's going to, we'll see in a second, he's going to come home and tell, oh, today I attacked this Jewish city. I attacked that Jewish city today. You should see what I did to them. And he comes back, well, the booty probably sent Achish some presents. Problem is, you know, one of the survivors is going to come and tell the truth to Achish. So what does David do? He didn't leave a single soul alive. Come back to Achish, give him some presents. And Meredik. Achish, what's Achish would say? Ve'em Achish, Al Peshatem Hayim. Where it's, this word Al is interesting usage of of where. Okay, but where were you? Uh, where did you go and attack today? What would David say? Ve'em David, I'll negev Yehuda. Today I was in the south of Yehuda. Next day I'll say, I'll negev Hayachmeeli, which is another family in Yehuda. We'll come across later. They'll negev Hakeni. Attack the descendants of Yisrael. Oh, so it's Pekuch Nefesh over here. This is the only way he could uh, survive. If you tell Achish that he's only attacking Goyim, Achish would be suspicious that he didn't really join the Pelishti team, right? What other ones they had to just go to random... So either they were people who were attacking Klal Yisrael or from the Shiva Amman. So... The outsider is strong. What? The outsider This is part of Yisrael that the Pelishti really captured. Oh, you just moved out of the... Now, it's interesting. Some would understand that these are even people who actually were, were allied with Achish, that they were allied with the Pelishtim, so his mom is doing something risky. But a lot of the Farshim say it's not Shaykh to say that. They say that you cannot say that David would do something such a Kavi Toiv that Achish is giving him protection and he would go and kill Achish's, you know, people who are allied to Achish. And anyway, the Farshim say, eventually Achish would have found out about it. You know, if his own cities are being destroyed, even though unknown who's destroying them, but there's this marauding bang, and somehow, you know, he'll put two and two together. So he says, Avada, these are people that were enemies of Achish as well. So why did Achish have to lie? Why, why did David have to lie? Teretz is because he, he was trying to pump up the story. He wanted Achish to believe that he's actually a tremendous enemy of the Jews. And in order to get Achish to believe he's an enemy of the Jews, he needed to convince him he was actually killing Jews. Now, the Malam says that's why, you know, they, the Chiddush, they didn't keep anyone alive, just means they didn't keep alive anyone as a slave. Normally, take back slaves. But David didn't take back slaves because he didn't want anyone to realize that he wasn't killing any Jews, he was only killing Goyim. But Avada, the Farshim say these were Goyim who were enemies of uh, Achish. Uh. Now... <clears throat> So David is doing a fabulous job, and he has Achish buys a hook, line, and sinker, right? He didn't leave anyone alive to come back and say the true story to Achish. This is David's really doing all the time. He's just attacking Goyim. The entire time he's staying by you, he's attacking Goyim that are aristocrats as well. He didn't want anyone to get this word getting back to Achish, and David is so successful. In fact, they're uh, a little bit too successful. I just what I was looking before. Before the Mechikatana says, These were enemies of Achish. He just pretended he was mainly killing Jews. He was also killing Sainai Pelishtim, but he, he, he was doing this because it would be a kfiyas toiv to go and hide amongst the Pelishtim and use that opportunity to kill them. Achish believes David 100% Lamar. Look, he's so disgusted with Jews, he goes on marauding raids against the Jews every day. 
And now David's going to be an Ever Oilam, which makes sense, because if had David actually gone on marauding, marauding raids against Jews, there's no way he could ever go back to be the king of the Jews, right? You can't, you know, reappear as the king if you've been just killing out your own nation. So Achish believes that hook, line, and sinker, David is out to kill Jews. David joined the Pelishti team 100%. And what? That's it. He's, he's an Evid to me, to Achish for life, because Evid, you know, he's, he's, he's now going to have to serve me. I'm his king. What's he going to do? He can't go back to Israel. Right, the, the, the Malton says this. He says, "Ki Omer Hevish Hivish Ba'Ami Bisorah Soleimar Sheitzur Yulochim Misrov Ba'Ami Sheim Shiftei Yachziku Biyadei Vitzur Yulochim Shiftei Limtzechein Bein Yisrael Bal Yemer Kinoitel Shiftei Avol Achish Nuchem Biyuda." Originally, he he could rely on his own shevet, but now that he's fighting with Yehuda and the Kani, which are Klal Yisrael, so everyone's going to hate him. There's no chance that he's going to be stuck serving me forever. Now, this has a very uh, negative side effect for David. What happens? The Pelishim decide to gather all their armies to go to war against Klali. So why? So there's two reasons. First of all, they know that Shmuel Hanavi, and you know, we, we can't forget, remember the big Nisim Shmuel did when he brought Kailas Menashemayim and he chased the Pelishim. The Pelishim saw the abilities of Shmuel to do Nisim. They were scared of Shmuel. Not only were they scared of Shmuel, but... They remembered that there was a major general in Shaul's army by the name of David. He's now with them. Shmuel is no longer alive. Shaul is unfortunately not himself anymore. That also got out that Shaul had this Ruach Ra, and he didn't, wasn't the Geber he was. So Plushim said, hey, Klai Shaul lost all its protection. They're right pickings. So they gather together the entire army. They have David with them. And now, David, you're going to come to war together with me. Now, David's in a very tight spot. You know, what's he supposed to do? He can't join the war against Kalisro. There's going to be a major battle. But he also can't say no. So David's really stuck. So David leans right into it. Yeah, you're going to see the Gevura that I'm going to fight. It's good. I'll be fighting right next to you, and you'll see everything I do. You're not going to have to hear secondhand reports anymore. Now, Ochesh is a little bit worried. Malbin also explained that Dov is going to feel like a little insulted that he's putting him near him and not letting him go out to the front lines where the real Gibayim go. So he told him, You're going to be the royal bodyguard in this war. So I saw one of the Farshim, I can't remember which one, says that this is the Derech Muhammad. Maybe it was the Malbin says this, that very often kings, the immediate royal bodyguard, they want foreigners. They want people that are totally, you know, foreign mercenaries. They're not uh, beholden if there's suddenly, you know, a, a switch in the allegiances in, in amongst their people. Things get a little bit rough. So, you know, if it's his own countrymen, they'll follow the general. We have mercenaries. They're only loyal to the king who's paying their wages. So Achish figured, these are the best people to have around me. We have a mighty warrior. He's loyal only to me. You're going to be my personal bodyguard. Now, this is a very, very bad position for David. We're going to see how David gets it out of this position. But before we get to there, we're going to switch over, and we're going to see the story from Shaul's perspective, nothing to do with David. And uh, now we're getting to perhaps the most famous story in all of Sefer Shmuel, besides the David and Goliath, the story of Shaul and the witch. So Shmuel meis va'yisbedu loi kol Yisrael. Shmuel had been nifter, and all of Klal Yisrael said a spade them for him. 
they buried him in Roma. Now there's two Romas. They buried him in the Roma, which was a city. Didn't that happen half a year ago? <coughs> That's a good question. We're going to say in a second why this is re-mentioned. says that this is an introduction to the story. Shmuel was no longer alive, so the Pelishim just gathered for a battle, and David Shol needs to know what's going to happen. In those days, you can go to battle without hearing from HaKadosh Baruch Shmuel is no longer alive, and how is he going to... All the Mepharshim asks this, why, why are you repeating this? Teretz says that since Shmuel is no longer alive, he has no way of finding out from HaKadosh Baruch what HaKadosh Baruch wants from him. He feels lost. He would be able to turn to Shmuel for guidance. Shmuel is not here. And Shol... Now we'll see that Shaul is going to resort to something which is Asr al to go to an Oiv, a Balas Oiv, which is a, a, a lady who knows how to call up deceased bodies, and he's going to try to get this Balas Oiv to call up the Neshama of Shmuel Anavi to tell him what to do. Shmuel is no longer here, and he can't get access to that Baruch any other way. He'll resort to uh, necromancy, to pulling up uh, the dead body of Shmuel. Now Shaul had already removed, Shaul was a tzaddik, and after, it's interesting, Farshim say that after the Misa of Shmuel, Kali Sol started resorting to these things a little bit more because they, they no longer, we saw the Pasik said that Shmuel was the Raya. You need your donkeys, you went to Shmuel. But now Shmuel's Nifta, there's no Navi Nifritz, there's no well known Navi. So how do you find out what's going to happen? So Kali Sol, unfortunately, they, they're used to having this instant, instant access. They started turning to Balasayv. Yeah, the Maisha's here, we need something else. So they they resort to turning to Balasaiv and Shaul is a tzaddik nif. We have to remember Shaul is a tremendous tzaddik for his mistakes. Shaul immediately has them all put to death and chases them all out of the country. So Shaul's a little bit in a the pickle. There's no Balasaiv because he chased them all out and killed them all. But Shmuel is no longer over here, and his problem is even bigger because Vayikabsu Pulishtim Vayevoyu Vayachenu Bishunem. The Pelishtim came with this massive army. Vayikbet Shol is called Yisrael Vayachenu B'Gulboya. And Shol camps with his army in Gulboya. Vayar Shol is Machna Pelishtim. This we see the, the change in Shol. Shol who took on a massive Pelishti army with a few hundred men. Now Shol sees the Machna Pelishtim. Vayira Vayecher Adlibe Ma'id. And Shol was tremendously in a Baholi. He was Bepachad. Shol was petrified. And Shaul tries, he wants to hear from HaKadosh Baruch, what should I do? Vayishal Shaul Bashem, Vloyanoah HaKadosh Baruch didn't answer him, Vloyanoah Hashem, he didn't get an answer, Gam B'chaloimais, Gam B'urim, Gam B'nevim, he tried all the options. There's people who knew how to be Shaul B'chaloim, that didn't work. He went to the Urim V'tumim, that didn't work. Oh, 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 oh. He went to Nevim, that didn't work. Now, what, what do you mean he went to Urmatum? The Urmatum was with David. He wiped out Naivir Akayanim, and David has this, this together with the Aviyasa Akayin, has the Urmatumim. So Radak says a Pella. Radak says that Masha'omer Burim, the Haimloi Hoyu Etzloi, they were with him, Shehoyim, Aviyasa, Shehoyim David. So Efshir Shesholach Shamanoshim, Lishol Behem, Amulcham Azois. Can you imagine the dangerous mission? Go to enemy headquarters. To find the Yosser Akoyin who's with the Polishti camp and ask him, what does the Kaddish Baruch want from me? That's just a tell. Shaul wanted to hear the Dvar Hashem. Do that. Yeah. He's next to the king. You can't get to the king. They figured out a way. Yeah, you know, there was, uh, was you know, I don't know if they, their mom was sitting in the same camp. It was a top secret spy mission. Uperish Minaviyim, what's Minaviyim? So the album says, was Tami De Shmulanavi. Lamaisa, he didn't. They didn't go around. They were. 
Right, those, they, yeah, I don't know if they're still around now. They, 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 were, in, they were in such tzaddikim. That was, that was the time on them, right? But they weren't, uh, they weren't, I think, some say it was Yoel Hanavi. Okay, yeah, that's not the Pashtas. Yeah. Well, what was this question anyway? What, what, what option does he have? They're, they're, they're here to overrun the whole country. They're what should we do? Fight. Ask Yoel Hanavi what to, to do. So eventually, that's what he's going to do. He's going to go to battle. He doesn't get an answer, but uh, Shaul wants to know. That's the way things were done in those days. You turn, you have access to Hakadosh Baruch. You know, we face a difficult situation. Like we don't have a choice, so we do our best. But if you have a way to hear from Hakadosh Baruch the Das Hashem, wouldn't we all want to know? You know, what does Hashem want? Now, there's something very interesting over here. The Pasik says that Shaul was shoyul by Kadosh Baruch Hu, and the Kadosh Baruch Hu didn't answer. The problem is that uh, that's not what it says in Devayom. In Devayom it says that Shaul was nifter al shaloi darish ba Hashem. He, didn't, he wasn't darish Hashem. And over here it says he was darish Hashem, Kadosh Baruch Hu, and Kadosh Baruch Hu didn't answer him. So therefore he had to go to Baal Saif. Over there it says that he wasn't darish Hashem at all. So Zakhtar Adak, and this is this is Mamish Mayridiki say this we have to learn out from over here. So the Adak says, the Yishal Shaw Bashem Vlayno, Vidivayam Amr Vloy Dorish Bashem. How's that possible? Ella Zakhtar Adak. Kivan Shadorish Bhoiv Achakain. If he afterwards turns to the Oiv, that's Kiilu Dorish Bloy Dorash Bashem. Shari Hishva Drishose Bhoiv Bedrisha Bashem. You know, if imagine a person needs advice from you know, he gets advice first from the top doctor in a field, and then he goes to Google search. Obviously, he's not really taking seriously this top expert. So why are you also doing a Google search afterwards to see what, you know. So if an emiss of Dayush Hashem, even Hashem doesn't answer you, to turn from a Kaddish Baruch Hu to go to a Balas Oiv, to a Karatoma, that means in your eyes you didn't appreciate what it means to be Dayush Hashem. That's not actually cool, being Dayush Hashem. And the Malbim says it much sharper. The Malbim says the same vote, but he says very, very sharp. The Malbim says... He says, "Hine, b'divrei yomim omar v'gam l'shol ba'oiv ba'oiv lidrash v'lidarish b'ashem poyam l'shol b'shol b'ashem ki ish hevdul ben she'elu ben drisha." Zok the Malbim is a big difference between she'elu and drisha. Had drisha who should dayush u'mevakas Hashem b'chol liboy u'betfilu. Drisha, the guy, that's what you're doing. You don't ask Hashem, Hashem doesn't answer you. Just okay, let's move on to the source of Tuma. That means you don't understand what it means to turn to Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Bayer Elam. Turning to Kaddish Baruch Hu means you have to turn to Kaddish Baruch Hu, Bechol Libay with Tfila, then Hoya Oisakain, Hoya Mavrak Zayr. If you would have turned to Kaddish Baruch Hu, you would have made it Tsayim and a Tainus, and he would have, the Emmas poured out his heart to Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kaddish Baruch Hu would have answered him. Then you would have been, Dear Shu Hashem be Motsi, you have to call out that Kaddish Baruch. It's not Dear Hashem. Just ask Hashem, Hashem, what should I do? I ain't get an answer, okay, I'll go to the next source. That means you don't appreciate what it means to turn to Kaddish Baruch. So this is the time in Shoals that he didn't properly approach a Kaddish Baruch and he was too quick to turn away from a Kaddish Baruch. Now others, Chazal, say that he couldn't go to the to the Urim Batum because his Pasha too embarrassed after having killed out the whole Noivi Yarkayanim. So it was not Shaykh for him. The Chait, first of all, he wasn't Zaycha to an answer. And uh, he was too embarrassed to go looking for them. So he, he really cut himself off from any access to the Dvar Hashem. And Mamela Shaul turns to Vayemer Shaul Avod of Bikshuli Ashes, Balas Oiv. Find me a Balas Oiv, Elche, Elav, Edrishaba, and I'll be Shaul from her, Vayemer Avod of Elav. Hine Ashes, Balas Oiv, Bain Dur, there's a Balas Oiv, Bain Dur. How has this lady survived from all the other Bali Oiv? What happens? Unfortunately, we're short of time. We're going to have to leave this. But this was just one last thing to finish off with. Chazal say this is actually his, his general Avner's mother. 
that was the Baal Slave, and we'll see that she wasn't a scary witch with big, you know, nose with big hairy pimples. She was actually a nice Jewish grandmother who makes show a good meal after. There you go. But as a Shem, that will have to wait for next week. <laughs>